0: Welcome back to Mea Liliora, Leora, the sheer series in which we derive Chizik from the parsha Shavua, spreading the light of Torah during these dark times. And here at the Database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, this week's parsha is Parshah Vayetze. And Vayetzeh really has an important bit to share with us about the concept, the Matzav, the circumstances of Choshech and Galus, darkness and exile. And that is because at the beginning of our parsha, Yaakov Avinu is on his way into exile for the first time, running away from Esav, who is in pursuit of him over the Brachos. Of course, Esav wants to kill Yaakov. And while Yaakov is running away, the Torah tells us that he encounters the place, and it is there where the Gemara in Brachas and Davchavov tells us that Yaakov Vinu, for the first time, institutes the tefillah of Arvis, or the tefillah of meiriv the evening, the nighttime prayer. And it is there where we will find our chizuk for today. The following idea that I will be sharing with you comes from my Rebbe of and Sachs, an idea that emerges from multiple essays of his in his sfarim, as well as Sichos that I've heard from him myself. The Gemara that I mentioned above in Brachos and Tav Chov Beis actually discusses two different sources for the mitzvah of tefillah. Rabbi and Levi holds that tefillah is really based in the Karbanos, the Karbanos Tamid. Of course, there's Shachas in the morning that corresponds to the Karban Tamid Shal Shachar. The tefillah of Mincha in the afternoon corresponds to the Tamid Shal Ben HaRbayim. And although there are no Karbanos offered at night, mirev actually corresponds to the burning of the Padar and the... The, chalavim, the burning of the fats in the limbs which took place afterwards in the evening. Alternatively, as we referenced earlier, it's Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, who holds that Tzvila is really based on the Avos, the of Avraham, which corresponds to shachris, the Tzvila of Yitzchak, which corresponds to Mincha, and of course the Tzvila of Mairiv, which corresponds to Yaakov, avinu Now what's interesting is that on the very next daf on Chav Zayin, the Gemara discusses what is presumably a separate machlokus between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, whether the Tsvila of Marv, the Tvila of Arvis, is considered a Roshus or a chova, Is it optional or is it obligatory? And we hold Maker Adin um, like Rabbi Yeshua. We pasken that Tzfila of Arvis is indeed a Roshus. Of course, it doesn't mean that you are allowed to skip it, but it means that there are certain leniencies that apply to the Tzfila of Marv. What the Gemara does not explain is why one should treat Marev any differently from Shachas and Mincha. If Shakhs and Mincha are a chova in every which way, then why would Marev be only considered a quote-unquote Rishus? Why would Marev have any leniencies that Shachas and Mincha do not have? What's very fascinating is that Rashi in the Shabbos on Daph Tess actually addresses this question, Tessim and Beis. Uh, Rashi explains that if Tfilah corresponds to the Karbonos, then there is understandably a marked difference between Mirev and the other Tfilos, as there's actually no carbon kavua for Mirev, the way there is for Shach Samincha. There's a carbon Talmud for the morning, there's a carbon Talmud for the afternoon, but there's no actual carbon for the nighttime. And if there was no carbon in the night time, you could understand why Mirev would have a more lenient halacha that it would be considered a Roshos. And it would stand to reason then that according to the Manda Amar, that Marev is really a chova, perhaps that could align with the opinion that Tvila really corresponds to the Avos. Because why, after all, would you differentiate between Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov? All of their Tvila's were significant and impactful. And so, what emerges from Rashi is that if you assume that Tfilah corresponds to the Avos, then really, Shachar Semencha and Marev should all be obligatory. Whereas, if it corresponds to the Karbanos, we could understand why Myrev would be more lenient. Now, everybody just points out that it's um, it's stunning to align these Sigios, because after all, the source for tefillah is really a Machlokas Amorayim. And the Machlokas regarding the status of Myrev is ostensibly a separate Machlokas Tanayim. And if one looks at the Sheiltos and Shiltechas, we find... A circumstance where apparently these machlokos do not align. Because Ravachai Ha'chai writes that on the one hand, Tefillah's arvus is a rishus, the way we paskin that tfila, the Tefillah of my is optional, and yet the source for Tefillah, says Ravachai Ha'chai is none other than the Avos, Avra, and Yaakov. What that means is that somehow we have to be able to understand the shita of Rabbi Yeshua, that Tefillah's arvus is a rishus, in a way that it will align with the shita that Tefillah corresponds to the Avos. And of course that begs the question, why should we discriminate against the Tzvila of Yaakov Avinu? Why should the Tzvila of Yaakov Avinu, or the Tzvila of Myrev be considered only optional? And the Nativ in Heimek Sheila Shel he comments based on the Sugiah in and Nadaf, Tzadi, Aleph, Amud Beis, suggesting that maybe it's actually evident from the Pasuk that the Tzvila of Yaakov was not a chova. As the Pasuk in our Parsha states, Makom, literally that he encountered the place, and the Gemara explains... The Gemara and over there explains that when Yaakov reached the city of Charon, he expressed remorse, Is it possible that I passed through the area where my forefathers davened and I did not? And Tziv writes that this tradition appears to ascribe this tefillah of Yaakov to circumstance, that it was subject to time and place, which is an indicator that it was not a minhag kavua for each and every single day. So the very source for the tefillah of Meirev was incidental. Yaakov happened to daven at that spot. So Meirev can be considered a rishus. However, my Rebbe wants to suggest, perhaps, that one can argue a different possibility. Something very interesting that he notes about the life and the legacy of Yaakov Avinu, and also about the tefillah of Yaakov Avinu. The Meshech Chachma, in parts of the Yigash, Memvav Bez, writes that, typically speaking, nevuah takes place by Yom. Prophecy takes place during the day. But if you look when it comes to Yaakov Avinu, we find he repeatedly experiences nevuah b'maros Halayla, literally in visions of the night. In the clarity of day, a person can experience Hashrachos Hashem, Hashrachos Hashchina. But Yaakov Avinu taught us that even in the midst of Choshech, one can still experience absolute Yeshua, he can experience salvation. And this was the life and legacy of Yaakov Avinu. He experienced one sorrow after another, one distressful circumstance after another, an experience of Gullus after another. And yet Yaakov, he embraces and displays incredible Amunah and bitachon, and he experiences nevuah even in the Choshech of laila. He experiences Hashem in the Choshech of Laila, And how does Yaakov respond to that Nivua? With an amazing reciprocal response after HaKadosh reaches out to Yaakov in that vision of the night in the Maros Halaila, And at that time, Yaakov is Kovea Tefilas Arvis Lodoros. He institutes Marv for generations. A Baruch Hu reaches out to Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu teaches us that in the Choshech of Sarah, you reach back out to Hashem with the Koach of Tefilah. And that's something that transforms who we are, it provides us the greatest sense of nechama when we recognize that that HaKash Baruch Hu is with us in our time of distress, that the Shechinta Bigalusa, that Hashem's Shechina is with us, that even though we are experiencing an tzara, that we are experiencing that dire gulus and yet HaKash Baruch Hu is still with, with us. And that perhaps would be enough to give us the chazak that we need for this time, realizing that even when we are in this gaolus, HaKash Baruch Hu is still with us. And that we could and but my rabbi points out that there's an important caveat. The fact that it is true that a Kodesh Baruch Hu reaches out to Yaakov and Knesset Yisrael in the Choshech of Galas is certainly remarkable. And the fact that we can reach out to a Baruch Hu and Baruch the Choshech of Laila through tefillah is something that is transformative for us. But as remarkable and as transformative as this reality is, as necessary as Tzvila's Arvis is for us, especially during these times, one thing that Tzvila's Arvis is not, my rabbi explains, is the destiny of Knesset Yisrael. Mairev is not our destiny. It's not who we are. Our destiny is not to reach out to Kaddosh Baruch in the Choshech of Golos because, after all, we are not Golos That's not something that with which we aspire. Now, that's sometimes our lot and our plight, as Mairevi quotes from Rav Salavidzik, who would often explain, that sometimes, yes, it is our gorol, it's our lot, but it is not our yud, it's not our destiny. Our destiny is to be able to reach out to Hashem in the light of day. The time of Yoshua, not the Choshech of Laila, and that is why, says my Rebbe, the Tefilah of Yaakov Avinu, the Arvis, always was, always is, and will always remain a Tfilas Rishus. It is not a Tefilah Kavua. It is not a set tfila in the same way. And I would add that perhaps, as per the Nitziv that we quoted above. This Tvila of Marev is, in fact, incidental. It's dependent on temporary, unideal conditions, the conditions which we are in right now, which will not last forever. We will not stay in this. We daven in Marav now because we need to. But our Tvila kavua and our Avoda kavua is etzem hayom, it's v'emtzah hayom. It is in the midst of the day when we experience ge'ula. To be able to reach out, not just tzar v'yogon and Vashema ha'shem akra, but even Kosi shua is of Shem Hashem Not just in the time of Tzara, but in the time of Yeshua. In the time of salvation, the time of ge'ula. So we should be Zocha to not only reach out to Hashem in the Choshech of Godless with our Tzfidlis Meirev, but we should also be able to reach out to Hashem in the light of the Gula with the coming of Mashiach, from This year is dedicated to the and This year is also dedicated for the Matzav and Eretz Yisrael. Those who were wounded in the melchama should experience a shalema. Every single one of the hostages should return from captivity very soon, safely. Every member of Knesset Yisrael that has fallen in this melchama should experience an aliyah for their neshama and Hashem should take a nechama for their dam. All the relatives of those who have fallen in this melchama from Knesset Yisrael should experience a nechama. Sha'am Sahal should experience Hatzlacha and Nitzachon in this melchama. And all of should Experience, Go'ulab and Hayar Have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.